0: Hello, this is Gary Hutchins with the Sunny Slope Church of Christ in Omaha, Nebraska. This is today's Bible class. Today's Bible class is for our podcast listeners, and it's designed to get us into God's Word for about 12 or 13 minutes each day. And in that way, help us to stay strong in our faith, even grow in our faith, because faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. I want to encourage you to do something. You know people in your life who need to change their focus they need to change their thinking they need to turn their lives around in a more spiritual direction you can help them along that line perhaps by sharing these short studies with them now you can do that through facebook friends through text messages maybe some other technological means but make that it make that commitment and start sharing with your family members your friends your work associates your neighbors literally anybody and everybody share these short studies with them make that commitment you can be a blessing to them and by blessing them this could be a blessing for you as well so share i want us to begin a new line of thought and this is something that boy we all deal with. Virtually every single one of us. In fact, probably every single one of us, literally. Some people, a great deal more so than others, but it's pretty much a common situation, a common challenge that all of us face on an individual basis. And that is, we procrastinate, don't we? We linger over something, put it off, that would be Probably a whole lot easier to deal with if we just go ahead and do it, get it done with. But we linger. Well, should I go ahead and apply for this job or not? Uh, well, you know, it looks like a good job. I'm not really all that happy with the where I'm working now or the job I'm working on. You know, And that looks like a real good opportunity. It's something I could do. I'm qualified for. Yeah, should I apply for that? Should I move forward? And then we linger over that and the job's gone. Maybe we finally say, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for it. And then somebody else already has been given the job. You know, let me share with you a really stark illustration. In 1950, the city of Flagstaff, Maine, was about to be destroyed by floodwaters. Now, it was not through any natural disaster, a hurricane, a lot of rain, a river overflowing, nothing like that. The residents had known that it was coming for about a year. Because the flooding would not be from an unpredictable force of nature, but it, would, it was going to happen because the local government was building a hydroelectric dam. And they had to create a standing lake to generate the energy. And Flagstaff was the chosen area. And ultimately, it was going to be underwater. The city was going to be under that lake. Well, when the date was set, the residents were given relocation funds and told they had to be gone a month before the flooding. Now, in those months, and this is understandable, the city soon fell into disrepair. Buildings ceased, all repairs stopped. Well, of course, why would you paint a house that's not going to be there, not going to be lived in, is going to be underwater within just a very short period of time? Why fix a shutter? that's broken, hanging on a window? Why repair a road that's not gonna be used anymore? Well, the town became more and more bedraggled, rusted, and dusty. People shifted their focus elsewhere, which they should have, because they needed to get on the ball and find someplace else to live and get going. Well, as far as we know, all the residents safely evacuated. But here's a what if. What if there had been one family, or even one individual, who said, nope, I'm not leaving. I'm not going, this is my home. I've lived here my entire life. My parents lived here before me, my grandparents before them. I love this place. I'm not leaving. Now what if they someone had insisted on that and ended up losing their lives through the flood waters when that lake was dammed up and ultimately developed and the waters rose? Wouldn't that be foolish? They lingered on the scene of what they knew was going to be a scene of destruction. (laughs) They lingered, and they died. Well, again, thankfully, as far as we know, nobody made that kind of silly and absurd and foolish decision. Everybody evacuated. But in Genesis chapters 18 and 19, we find a real-life situation that was very similar, and probably even worse, and that is with the family of Lot. Now, in Genesis 18, verses 20 and 21, we read this, the Lord said, because the outcry against Sodom and Gomorrah is great, and because their sin is very grave, I will go down and see whether they have done altogether according to the outcry against it that has come to me, and if not, I will know. Now, notice the sin of the people of the cities of sodom and gomorrah was very grave very grave so what was god going to do well he was going to send angels i believe we're to understand and they were going to basically scope out the city they were going to see if it was really and god already knew the answer to this but Perhaps things worked out this way. God went through these, these actions in an accommodative way for us so that we could understand that God made sure that everything was the way it, that, that the text indicates that it was, that the sin was that horrible, that horrific, that ungodly and wicked. Well, God already knew the answer to that. But the angels appeared in the scene, And Lot took them in, and so they were there with Lot's family that evening, and certainly the evidence became very profound. The men of the city heard that there were two guys in there that were strangers, and they wanted to abuse them sexually. And so Lot tried to keep that from happening but ultimately the angels having the power of God within them struck all the men outside the home of Lot with blindness. Now so the decision was the city would be destroyed. In chapter 19 in verses 12 and 13 we read this, then the men said to Lot, now that is the angels sent by God, have you anyone else here? son-in-law, your sons, your daughters, whomever you have in the city, take them and take them out of this place. For we will destroy this place because the outcry against them has grown great before the face of the Lord and the Lord has sent us to destroy it. So the angels tell Lot, get all your family together, get out of this place because by God's direction and through his power, we have been sent to destroy this city or the cities of Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, when you drop down a little bit further, you look at verses 15 and 16. When the morning dawned, the angels urged Lot to hurry, saying, Arise, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, lest you be consumed in the punishment of the city. And notice verse 16. And while he, that is Lot, while he lingered... The men took hold of his hand, his wife's hand, and the hands of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful to him, and they brought him out and set him outside the city. Can you imagine that? Now again, think about that that town we talked about back there by way of introduction. Flagstaff, Maine, 1950. The local government told the people of the city, you got to move because... We've got to establish this lake that is going to be connected with the new hydroelectric electric dam that is going to be built. The lake is going to be necessary to provide energy. And the people said, well, no, we're not leaving. You just you let that happen. You, we're, we'll show you. We're not going to leave. Well, of course, they all did leave, but we're just painted a, a what-if scenario there. Well, this was a real-life situation with Lot and his family. The angel sent from God said, "We're going to destroy this place. God has decreed it. He's sent us to do it." The morning came, everybody was still in the house, and they told Lot, "All right, it's time to go. Get up, get out of this place, for the Lord will destroy this city." But his sons-in-law, now they seemed to be to them it seemed to be a joke. They didn't go. But That next morning again, arise, take your wife, your two daughters who are here, lest you be consumed in the punishment of the city. And what was Lot's response? He lingered. He lingered. What would you do if God told you to do something specifically, and he said, You do this, or there's going to be destruction? You're going to die here because I'm going to destroy this whole place. Would you linger? Over that place or would you get out notice what the angels had to do they took hold of Lots hand his wife's hand and the hands of his two daughters and they brought him and his family and set them outside the city that should not have had to be done because Lot had seen the power of God within these two men, who obviously were angels sent by God in human form, by striking everybody outside the house with blindness the night before. So there was no question who these men were or where they were from and whose power was within them. And yet, even that next morning when they said, okay, time to get out, time to leave the city because we're going to destroy it. Lot lingered. And the angels had to take him and his wife and their two daughters by the hand and lead them outside the city and set them outside the city so they'd be safe (laughs) incredible isn't it we could summarize that especially the ultimate situation there as simply under the heading lot lingered lot lingered well are you lingering there's an old church hymn, Careless Soul, Oh why, why do you linger? Why do you linger? Why do you wait? If you know you need to come to God, if you know you need to change your life, if you know you need to repent of your sins, if you know you need to get your life right with God, why are you lingering? The chorus of that song, Careless Soul, oh heed the warning, for your life will soon be gone. Oh, how sad to face the judgment unprepared to meet thy God. To not do what you know you need to do in your spiritual life? To get your life right with God? That's carelessness and that's foolishness. Why are you lingering? Your life is soon going to be gone. No matter how old you are, you're not sure of the next breath. But even if you're 20 years old and you live to be 100, in terms of eternity, that's nothing. And as the years go by, the time will seem to fly by faster and faster. Why are you lingering? Well, let's think about that and come back and search a little bit more next time. Let's pray. Father, help us to recognize the necessity of walking with you, giving our lives to you, committing ourselves to you, to obey you, Father, and to do what we need to do to turn away from sin and change our lives by your grace, through your direction, and our obedience to your teachings. Help us, help us, Father, to not linger over the most important decision that we need to make, an eternal decision. Help us to not linger please guide us. And gracious Father, please forgive us. This is our prayer in Christ's name. Amen.